Welcome to Drinks at Work from Boothby with Sam Bygrave. That is me, and we're back with a fun episode. I had a great time recording this one, and I laughed through the edit quite a lot. That's because on this episode, I'm talking to the irrepressible Abby Weir. She's the agave specialist for Amber Beverages Australia. She also looks after the Rooster Rojo tequilas. More on that in a second. She's also a passionate advocate for the hospitality industry. On this episode, we're talking about how she got into the brand ambassador world, the kinds of skills you need to succeed in it. And we're also talking about the new cocktail comp from Rooster Rojo Tequila. It's one that Abby is organizing in partnership with Boothby. This episode's sponsor, unsurprisingly, is the Rooster Rojo Rumble. The Rooster Rojo Rumble is looking for six finalists to come to Sydney for a huge party, a national final in May, with ongoing gifts going to each of the finalists, and for the overall winner, a trip to Greece to explore that country's bar culture. What have you got to do? All you need to do is create a cocktail with a minimum of 30 mils of any of the Rooster Rojo tequilas available in Australia and make it delicious, of course. And tell us a story for the ages, the kind of memorable story that makes us want to tell everyone we know. Entries open Friday, March 1st and close on Sunday, March 31st. For more information and to enter, visit boothby.com.au slash Rojo Rumble. That's Rojo with a J, R-O-J-O Rumble. Okay, let's get into it now. Here's my chat with Abby Weir. Abby Weir, thanks for joining me on Drinks at Work. Oh my God, thanks for having me, Sarah. Good fun, huh? <laughs> so, uh, so fun. <laughs> this is my first podcast, so please be kind. And we're here at the wonderful Ramblin' Rascal Tavern, so thank you very much to Charlie Lehman. Thanks, Charlie! <laughs> Absolutely, one of my favourite bars in Sydney. Yeah. Um, I have put a couple of faces on in this, in this, in this institute. <laughs> Um, so That's, we don't really need to talk about them today. Well, but we're just talking about their institution status now. They're coming up to 10 years this year. Absolutely. We were talking about their birthday and um, I'm going to hurt. My head's going to be already hurting from after that. So <laughs> it'll be fun. It's still a couple of months away. You'll be fine. I know, but I'm, I'm reaching nearly 30, man. This job's getting harder and harder every day. Well, yeah, tell us about your job. What's, uh, what's the official job role title? Because this is a new one for you. You yeah. Started, what November? Yeah. So new new um, role with Amber Beverages yeah. since since November in 2023. Um, previously was a brand ambassador before that um, with our friends at Jamison. Great yeah. job. Um, but now my t- my official title is the Amber Beverage Agave Specialist. <laughs> I don't even don't even ask me what I do because I think people ask me. I'm like, imagining you specialising in agave, right? Absolutely, specialising in agave. But like yeah. the day to day, it's really hard to kind of. Um, explain because it is such a blanket kind of approach we have. Yeah. You know, we, we train bartenders on the agave um, spirit, spirit category. Yeah. I put on events. I help with logistics and um, amplifying brands in venues, um, part of experiential. Um, I work with brands outside of um, the alcohol industry to do partnerships Right. To kind of cross pollinate, I like to call the brands into. I like to call it. Probably been called that before, but um, yeah, it's my world, and we're just living it. That is not me, Wing. <laughs> that is water dripping <laughs> from there's, the ceiling. There's a pipe. No, it's dripping into the pipe. It's dripping into the pipe. Okay. Hey, look, it's a five-star dive pipe. That's what you're gonna get. This is the. I reckon uh, someone swung from that. <laughs> Before, and that's why it now makes that sound. (laughs) Was it me? I don't know. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But you're working with Rooster Rojo tequilas as well. Yes. So So does that mean, so you're working across the agave stuff in the Amber Bev portfolio? Yeah. So Amber Bev has an amazing um, agave range and, and Rooster Rojo being one of, 
one of those brands that um, makes up that portfolio. Yeah. So it's a pretty epic brand. Um, it's pretty. It's it's a it's a rail brand. So it goes into the well and and it's in- inclusive. Um, and and obviously it's been made very. Um, kind of with traditional methods so it's a it's a quality tequila yeah. that we get to have a lot of fun with yeah and Great. that's why we're talking today yeah well because we're gonna we'll talk about it in a minute about the rooster rojo rumble i believe it's called yeah yeah <laughs> a little cocktail comments coming along <laughs> absolutely so, helping out on that one yes yeah. the cocktail competition i think it's like it's a great way to kind of get bartenders um involved in the brand and getting their, their mixology happening but this one's going to be a little bit different so um all in the spirit of, of Rooster Row how we want to emphasize bartenders personalities and mm. I know like we've got a lot here in Sydney and I've, I've been lucky Big enough to travel <laughs> huge personalities I'm not looking at one right now but I think he's just going behind um huge personalities that I think typical typical cocktail competitions don't really kind of um look at it more the craft and the mixology but this one this cocktail competition is going to be all about that. Yeah, a bit of bit of banter, a bit of storytelling. Bit telling. of banter, yeah. a bit of storytelling. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Absolutely. Before we get onto that sort okay. of chat, tell us how did you get into the ambassador role? Where, what's your background? Absolutely. So bartending for me was a means to an end. I think that's how people kind of join the hospitality industry. Yeah, there's like, not a lot of people coming up from like primary school going, yeah, hey, I want hey, to be a bartender. I want to be a mixologist. <laughs> I want to be a host. Yeah. Um, no, I, I left a, a pretty crazy industry. I was... Um, yeah, not feeling feeling the best. I went right. Went back to school, so that was in my early early twenties, and I needed to get myself through uni. I was um, needed to make some money, so that was the means to the ends. <laughs> get behind the bar. I was actually started a hosting gig. Right. Um, we reopened Paddington Inn. Oh, cool. Um, with the Solitel Group it was epic, yeah. and then landed in a little cocktail bar that is now unfortunately closed, but in Surrey Hills called Fonzarelli's, where then it kind of um, expanded my cocktail knowledge, but yeah. also. The naughty side of hospitality, <laughs> and that kind of smashed me through um, through uni, and uh, yeah, the rest is kind of history. So I finished my degree. I did I did a marketing degree, mm. and once that was over, I was like, "What am I going to do?" I don't like. It's weird when you go through school and you're like, oh, "The next assignment is like so close," yeah. and and then after uni, I'm like, "I got a degree now. What am I going to do with it?" Yeah. I love, I loved hospitality, still love hospitality. Obviously, that's why I still work in it. Yeah. So um, I, I started with a sales, a sales gigs, um, Hocken, gin um, and rum <laughs> on the northern beaches. Hocken. I know, eh? I You're going to love it. I'm a I bit of an ochre. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Got the, got the accent. What, what, what made you want to do a marketing degree? What was it about that kind of part of the world that you uh, found interesting? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was the psychology kind of element, working behind the bar. It's like... I know, I know, like, we're all in hospitality. We can talk absolute smack to absolutely anyone. Um, and I think that was, like, I kind of loved that. I actually started in a nutrition um, degree. I was like, oh, right. what the fuck? I do not That's, give a uh, shit about. It's so interesting, <laughs> yeah. Very polarizing. I was like, this You're is so not me. One of two ways there, yeah. Absolutely. I was like, this is so not me. It, it lasted, like, a month. And I was like, no, nah, I need to do something a bit more blanket approach mm. um, that I'm actually really interested in. And, and marketing was one of them because it's just down to the consumer, down to the psychology that's so front and forward with um, hospitality. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, I used to always like to say, like, I can get someone's favourite sex position out of them within the first five minutes of meeting them. So <laughs> I think sales and, and marketing and hospitality was always in me. Yeah. But it was just kind of leaning in and letting the 
letting the ball roll. And how, how does that sort of skill set work when you're as an ambassador? Yeah. What are the qualities you need to bring to the, the job? Um, yeah, ambassador life is, is definitely much a high energy life. I'm getting a bit slower as the years go on. I'm, I'm sadly figuring out the, the headaches still, you, are getting harder. Yeah, well, I'm 41, so you know, you've got, you got plenty of time to go. It's hard, dude. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, what I say, like the, the attributes for a good um, ambassador or a specialist um, yeah. would be you definitely have to keep that high energy. We're going into bars that they're the ones providing that energy to their, their customers. So we want to, you know, be a bit, bit of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, also, you know, forward thinking, forward planning. I like to come up with some weird and wacky, wonderful ideas. I know our, me and my friend Charlie here at Rambling Rouse, we've had some um, conversations that, you know, it's fun ideas come out of and, and some not so fun. Um, or Just legal. Just brainstorming, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not legal. <laughs> but like, can we do that? I'm sure they were responsibly done though, right? Absolutely. I think the best one was the coyote ugly and like lighting his bar on fire whilst we swing from the chandeliers. It's actually a dream of mine. So if anyone's listening that we can, and light their underground bar top on fire. Okay. And we get Cody ugly. Um, then Rooster Rojo Rumble. Call up. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Rumble, baby. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, tell me about the, the liquid at Rooster Rojo because we're drinking the, the Reposado at the moment. We're drinking the Rep. The Rep's definitely my favourite. Yeah. Um, I like to call myself a basic bitch. Yeah. Because I do like very classic spins on, on, on cocktails. And yeah. the Reposado is a beautiful, sweet, um, agave-forward um, rep. It's it's pretty um, versatile and it goes epic in an espresso martini, the basic bitch cocktail of them all, my favourite. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the liquid itself, it's, it is quality. Like, we use quite traditional methods. Yeah, how's it made? Um, it's 100% blue agave. Yeah. So we've got our distillery out in... Um, Jalisco? Yep. I was going to say Oaxaca because we're just bringing a mezcal in. Sorry. I'm, like, I'm full mezcal world at the moment. Um, we're located in the, in the town of Tequila, yeah. 30,000 30, people town. So it's probably about four families. Um, <laughs> we have an amazing, we just bought 20 acres um, for the distillery itself. Right. The agave plants themselves, we grow them for a little bit longer. Typically brands will grow them between two to three years. We're actually extending that to five years on the growth just right. to in, increase that sugar content which in turn makes alcohol, 100% blue agave. So we're not cutting corners with any mixed dough um, or like a neutral grain to kind of stretch that out. Yeah. Milling, we use a mechanical mill, solar powered. We're 85, I'll get to that a bit later. It's all the talking points, but um, <laughs> 80, like we've got solar panels that, that kind of crank, yeah. crank all that and, and use 80, 85% renewable energy. Right. Um, the Blanco is super clean. We try to make it as clean as possible just so it can be very versatile in, right. those, in those Blanco serves. So your, your margaritas are going to be super crispy and clean and just how we like them. Super crispy margarita. Oh, like daddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually on the daddy era. I do not know. I actually called my boss daddy the other day and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? But <laughs> it came out of my mouth. I was like, I need to stop this. It's like happening to me. Sorry. I mean, they're great tasting notes. <laughs> great tasting notes. Mm, got it. Um, or, or in Japanese, I just got back from Japan, ushi desu. Ushi oh. desu. <laughs> With that exact expression. Um, so uh, off the rails, very good. Yeah, I know, always. That's what you get with me. I was, that's what I was like, are you sure you want me on your podcast? Absolutely, this is good. Off the rails. Entertaining. 
Yeah, so Blanco's, Blanco's delicious. Um, we use stainless steel, um, distill, distillation, double distill as well. Again, yeah. we want it as super clean as possible. And we are incorporating water that is um, from our mill on our so underground. Okay. I always say it's like boar water. Which it's like that's it's got like a gross connotation to yeah. that. Because I grew up in like the northern rivers yeah. in like drought period where we were just like bathing with boar water. water. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, another story. So what is it? It's like a deep mineral. Deep mineral. Or and because we're like located on the on the on the kind of the base of the volcano, it's the most yeah. beautiful um, Mexican water, and then we filter it through Mexican silver. Okay. As well, just to kind What's of. What's the silver thing doing? Because I've seen that's in like the marketing copy. Absolutely, like it's awesome story, and then that's what we're here for. It's a great story. We're the first um, tequila to be filtering our water through yeah. Mexican silver, but it does um, add a level of of, of <laughs> purification from it as well. <laughs> but it's a great story. It's a we're great here story. for the plot. That's it. Um, but no, it does have it does have benefits, and it, it does draw out some impurities to kind of get it crispy clean. Crispy clean. Look at that, baby. Shimmery, shimmery. And the price point for this, it's like, like I said, it's a, it's a rail tequila. Right. Like it's it's very approachable for, for the quality. Cool. It's, it's, it's lovely. Well, the repo is delicious. Now, the repo that's been um, rested, repo is reposado, mm. um, translated to rested. So it's been in uh, ex-bourbon barrels for about six months. Yeah. Um, we've lightly toasted the char on that just to kind of get at that extra level um, of, of sweetness. So this okay. is a shotting tequila, but it's also an awesome mixing tequila in those kind of serves I was speaking about before. Right, cool. Basic bitch espresso martinis. <laughs> what was that again? Basic bitch espresso martinis. Hi. Well, sign me up. Um, again, I'm not we. It's, it's, I hope it's, they can hear that, that trickling sound on the podcast. Oh, my God. Um... It's the it's the pipes above us. I might edit the trickling out. I think. No, I think uh, I like the trickling. Leave it in. Speaking about storytelling, having a good story to tell. Yes. So the Rooster Rojo Rumble, the Coto Comp, you're organising. Big emphasis on the storytelling, the personality of the bartender. What makes a good story for you? What do you want to? What's the kind of thing you want to hear? Oh, uh, absolutely. I want to hear anything embarrassing. I know that sometimes <laughs> I wake up the next the next morning after really fun nights and I just like do that cringe and you're like, oh, I did that. That's what I want. I want to feel like you in your like shower the next morning going, what did I just do? What just happened? Can't I mean, it doesn't even have that. to do, be about you. You could be thinking about that person in the next, like your friend uh, being in the shower doing the cringing. Right. But um, I like something that's super vulnerable. I, yeah. I, I'm off, like, nothing's off limits with me. Yeah. Do you want to laugh? Do you want to cry? I, wanted, want? I want both. I want to laugh and cry. <laughs> Take I want me up, bring like, me back down. I wish I was there. <laughs> I just you. wish I was there experiencing this firsthand. Yeah. Um, but then, like, a good storyteller can, like, make you feel like you were there, right? Mm. So um, I do love that kind of element of, of the storytelling and, I mean, I'm probably not the best storyteller because I'm so like jumpy and like this happened and then this happened. But yeah, you're like you one know. of those movies where they put yeah. the start, the end at the start. Exactly. Switch exactly. And interesting. <laughs> um, no, so definitely I want someone like you know can take us on that journey. Yeah. Um, something that I I lack, but um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, make this us is something that's correct. important for a brand ambassador. Like you, you know, you must be doing storytelling all the time. Yeah, I feel, I feel that. I mean, like when I haven't seen seen my mates, like bartenders, in in a while, and come into the room, I was like, oh my god, I need to tell you something crazy. <laughs> so it is definitely a point of my life, an element of my life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, take us on that journey. Make, get get vulnerable. Yeah. 
And uh, I want to see your insecurities and I want to bloody be eating popcorn when I hear them. <laughs> Turn those insecurities into a competition win. Absolutely. Do, do we know what the prize is for this comp? It's a pretty epic prize. Tell me about um, so we've got a trip to Greece with yours truly. Um, wow. It's a Euro summer, so in September. So you're going to get some good stories out of that. Out. Yes, exactly. There's more <laughs> stories for you to add. But it's a pretty epic trip. So it's a nationwide um, cocktail competition with Boothie Mag. Epic that you guys are hosting it. Yeah. Um, and so we've got six state winners, so all around the country. We're going to fly them here to Sydney. We're going to hold a pretty epic event mm. and we'll crown the winner um, of the cocktail competition here who will then go on to win a trip to um, to yeah Greece. I was going to yeah. say Japan. <laughs> you just came back I just came back to Japan. It's on my mind. Pushy guess. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to win, win a trip to, to Greece. Um, some cash prizes, obviously the range and some ongoing gifting because we don't want to just kind of love and drop you like yeah. with the cocktail competition. We want to start like keep you on our, on our roster and give you, you know, new, new products. Um, even the six winners actually from around the country, the okay, six cool. state winners. Well, so then, I have an ongoing relationship with Absolutely. Yeah. And they can, you know, ask us for product. We'll, we'll send them merch when we get limited drops and yeah. Uh, if we have some epic events, we'll fly you to those events or host them in, in your bars. Cool. Or we'll, we, we, it's just going to be a bit. We want to work closer with the with the bar team. Uh, yeah, because sometimes with cocktail comps, people enter and then that you don't hear from till the next year the comp comes around. Absolutely, so that's pretty cool. exactly. We want to keep them on on um, a relationship. Like I I love I like love hospitality as you like kind of guess. And I, think, I think we gather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like these. Um, but yeah, no, we want to keep the keep it keep the relationship alive. Like I try. Yeah. A little bit for work, you know. Whilst I'm in town, you can we can you can crack on and yeah. So it's a bit of a fun competition. This one, it's not definitely don't take yourself too seriously. That's probably yeah the one take out for this and yeah, let's have fun. Yeah, yeah. No, when it comes to the tequila, because I mean, how are you guys positioning this tequila as opposed to other tequilas out there on the market? There's a whole bunch of tequilas yeah, out there at happening. the moment. Celebrity tequila everywhere. Absolutely. What do you guys got to do differently? Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of tequilas happening. Um, it is the the agave era we are in. I'm yeah. also I'm using era way too much as well. <laughs> Ooh, vocabulary needs to extend. Um, no, Rooster Rojo is all about the hospo kind of camaraderie that we have wow. um, in in fun bars. Like it's an epic liquid that doesn't like it's a brand that doesn't take itself too seriously, and that's what yeah. I find very um, similar throughout our hospo like community. Yeah. So it's it's a brand that we want very prominent in, in hospo venues and, and um, we're not going to be celebrity endorsed. We just really want to hone, hone in on that um, hospo culture. Yeah. Celebrity bartender endorsed maybe. Exactly, <laughs> baby. Exactly. Like the fun kind of like people in the world. Yeah. Um, Totally, that aren't going to put out sex tapes, intentionally. <laughs> um, no, no, it's going to be great. Like I love, I love what we're what we're all about, and um, yeah, we're going to make some make some fun moves and, and try and yeah, differentiate ourselves out with you know quality liquid, yeah. not taking itself too seriously. What does that look like for you as in the job? Like how much travel are you going to be doing? Yeah, and what and what is that like? How does it take its toll? Are you are someone who Absolutely. likes living out of a suitcase? Absolutely. Um, Yes and no. I think it definitely takes my toll. It takes its toll. I mean, yeah. in, in activation season and events time, like I probably won't have this solid voice. I get really like bar week last week, last 2022, I was presenting an award and I was like, oh, wow. 
And what are we? I'm like, I just, it's, it's taking its toll. Um, so it, it definitely does, yeah. but um, like I said, I love what I do. It's pretty fun. I'm in the suitcase thing. I like clean washing and it's always nice to have like clean washing and, and, and travel, but it's, it's awesome to get to go around and meet new people and, and, um, and see different hospital communities as well. Like it's yeah. awesome kind of, it, it sparks like some, you know, innovation thinking. What's, and your, what's your favourite hospital community around Australia to go visit? At the moment, yeah. I'm frothing Perth. Yeah. It is actually so fun. <laughs> and like we went to Fremantle. I went to, it was only a couple of weeks ago. I was in Perth and yeah. we went to Fremantle, took some bartenders. Fremantle's there. really cool. We moment. went to a line dancing class. What? The ones that we were actually holding our belt buckles and like swinging hips. It was sick. I was so sweaty. I reckon the bar was about 50 degrees yeah. and we were just absolutely having the best time ever. Um, so I love Fremantle. The, the, the bartenders there are so eager to learn as well. Like they yeah. look, look for Sydney. They get to come over here once a year for bar week and, and go back. And, and um, when someone's in town and ready to sort of kind of like celebrate them, they're yeah. so about it. And I obviously get a bit too um, excited myself. Oh, well, that's part of the job, right? You've got to show so, the enthusiasm. Exactly. Yeah. And just like, yeah, and get to try try all the, the local brews. And What's your favourite bar over in Perth? Can you, can you choose one? I probably can't to choose one. I think after like the line that's at Honky Tonks and I'm very much loving was Cowboy. That was that in a bar? Honky Tonks is a bar Honky Tonks, in, free, right. in Fremantle. Right. Um, so I love that. Edward and Ida's, that, Ida's yeah, yeah, epic new bar that opened up end of last year. Little, Amazing little cocktail. Yeah. The little one. Little dim. Oh, the little dim. The little guy. <laughs> Shirley, love of my life, makes the best. First time I met Shirley, that is um, heading up Edward and Ida's um, in Perth at the moment. She made me. That's a, Shirley Young, yeah. 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 Awesome, awesome. Amazing. Women, Women in hospitality, woman in hospitality. She made me a um, Midori Splice. Oh, <laughs> I'm damn. Yeah. I was in love ever since. So very good. It's it's um, every time I go into Perth, I've got to got to have a Midori Splice from, yeah. from Charles, and that's a great bar. There's so many. There's they're pretty epic over in Perth, and there's there ones there's popping up every day. I so. find that they get really they're really like when you go to visit Perth, they love it because mm. they don't get all the attention. Mm. Right, not a lot of brands can get there sometimes, yeah. or they're just like an afterthought. You know? Absolutely, and it is like it's a five-hour flight, man. Like it's it's a long time to get. It's quicker to go to New Zealand. <laughs> like it is so far Sorry, to get to, to New Zealand. Oh right, yeah. yeah you ever heard of it? I, yeah, I just didn't understand the accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't speak it's New, New Zealand. Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's actually it's wild. It's a wild flight to get to, and and um, can be a bit expensive for brands, but yeah, lucky lucky for us, like Roosters, very invested in, in getting me traveling and. I'll be there quarterly um, in Perth, so like once every every three months, and same with Melbourne and yeah. Adelaide is emerging as well. So um, yeah, it is. It's it's hard for it's hard for brands to to kind of warrant that investment to get them over there. But yeah. I mean, I'm such an advocate for that kind of stuff, like being in the city, being in the town, yeah, it, and it makes hustling. a difference, right? Being oh. able to do that face to face. Totally, yeah. and like. I don't know, and like, it's nice to just expand the kind of friendship. I know, like, you can get a bit incestual, incestual, incestual. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, in Sydney, I'm like, yeah, let me go and find some new new people to kind of um, rub my energy off because I feel like a lot of people get sick of me in, in here. 
<laughs> so it's not it's it's not true. You heard? Um, no, I love it. It's it's yeah, It's a fun. Yeah. It's a fun time to get to. So for sure. Wonderful. Uh, what is, what do you think makes a great bar? What are you looking for in a good bar? Oh my gosh. Um, first and foremost, the people. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. I think like you know this industry is all about personality. And a, a bartender can make and break your experience. Yeah. For sure. Um, I know when I go into a bar, I'm like, just get me whatever. Like, I put so much trust in in um, the bartenders. You don't do that in every bar, surely. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, yeah. Definitely the people make the experiences in the bars, for sure. Um, I love somewhere where you can kind of let let loose a bit and, and, and kind of take down a few layers and, and be your authentic self. So, you yeah. know, a place where you can kind of feel most at home and, and relaxed is, is um, somewhere where I would value, what I would value in a bar for sure. What, what do you think's coming up in the moment? Because like I've read that, you know, the younger generation isn't going out to bars as much as they used to. People stay at home or they're online or yeah. they're meeting up via apps rather than, you know, in real life situations. Absolutely. Do you, do you see that when you're out in your travels in the world? Absolutely. Like, and the, you know, when you go to the Tinder bars, like there's actually venues that are just like this, like tonight, Tuesday night will be Tinder, <laughs> Tinder date night. Right. And you see like the boys sitting there or the girls have arrived early and it's actually <laughs> hilarious. But um, like, it's never going to go away. The experience element, the the whole, like hospitality and, and the way a bartender can kind of have a, have an emotion and 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 give that to the to yeah. the customer is, is never going to go away. Well, you can't order in the bartender no. through Uber Eats, right? Absolutely yeah. not. You can't <laughs> you can't talk to someone and take down a level of like your insecurities and and get comfortable. And that's what the power of a good bartender or like a good host or someone a waiter can kind of offer you. Yeah. Um, and that's never going to go away. Yeah. People want that authentic feeling when they kind of come to a venue and and like they just then you know I don't know that's basically it <laughs> it's never gonna go away that's it, good to hear we're not going away people aren't gonna drink I mean they probably are gonna still gonna drink alone but the bars have got so much value to offer like it's mm. it's real life experience and we're lucky to work in in an industry where we are celebrated as as people that offer entertainment <laughs> um, and experience. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think our jobs are pretty safe with this AI. Yeah. No. Mine's maybe not, but yeah. <laughs> Especially the editing of this. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. Good luck in AI taking care of this yeah. one. Um, okay, last question for you, Abby Weir. Uh, what makes you happiest in a bar? Oh, my gosh. Gives you the feels. The feels. I love people having... Like they're fun. Like I wake up and I'm pretty happy. I'm a very happy person. I'm, I've got an amazing life, amazing friends, amazing family. Um, my outlook on life is is very very happy. But what makes me happy is other people and seeing them and and making their day better and brighter. And and so that's why I'm in this in this job. Getting a little bit emotional. <laughs> um, that's why I'm in this job. I love I love when when people are happy and that's why I'm in hospitality and, and get to see people dancing and letting loose and having a good time. It's the beauty part of our job. I know there's a very dark other side of, of our of our jobs that you know people don't really want to speak about much but the, the good is great when yeah. it when it can be and, and it brings so much life to people and 
you know, when insecurities go straight down the toilet, that's when the real fun begins and that's when <laughs> happiness is just kind of spread and people can kind of be their authentic self. Yeah. That's a beautiful answer. Was it? That's the most beautiful oh, answer. I that question. Well done. You're, people are about to see you tearing up as well. I know. I was like, oh my God, this is serious. <laughs> well, Abby, thank you so much for talking to me on Drinks at Work. Oh my God, Sam, you're a legend. I was a bit nervous, but um, it's been good. It's Have been some fun. tequila. Well. Thanks for this. Cheers. And enter the, enter the comp. Hang on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Tell your best stories. Yeah. And cool. um, enter. Because no good story started at Starbucks, right? No. It started in a bar. It started in a bar. <laughs> it started in a bar. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks again to Abby for the chat. And thank you to you for listening. And do heed Abby's advice and get your entries in for the Rooster Rojo Rumble. A reminder, the Rooster Rojo Rumble is looking for six finalists to come to Sydney for a huge party and national final in May. With ongoing gifts going to each of those finalists and for the overall winner, a trip to Greece to explore that country's bar culture. All you have to do is create a cocktail with a minimum of 30 mils of any of the Rooster Rojo tequilas available in Australia, make it delicious and tell us a story for the ages. The kind of memorable story that makes us want to tell everyone we know. Entries open Friday, March 1st and close Sunday, March 31st. For more information and to enter, visit boothby.com.au slash rumble. That's Rojo, R-O-J-O, Rumble. Until next time, this has been Drinks at Work from Boothby.